This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Hello, this is Look West. I'm Don Andrews. On this episode, Assemblymember Evan Lowe talks transportation with us, and he talks with John Zimmer, co-founder of Lyft, about, among other things, how millennials view car ownership differently than previous generations and how that could result in redesigned cities of the future. And we'll hear that conversation in just a couple of moments. But first, can you take us back to your days as a child or as a teenager, and what role did cars play in your life? Were you in the backseat of your parents' car saying, are we there? yet? Just like every other child, yes. And it was a minivan uh, to which we would go uh, to our between our swim lessons and school and back at home. And I remember when gasoline was 89 cents a gallon. Uh, but things have changed quite a bit since then. And do you see that experience as shaping your views on transportation issues and traffic congestion today? Yes. Uh, how do individuals get to and from the places of their visits, whether it be work or places of worship or with fellowship with other individuals, um, it's a increasingly very important. And unfortunately, not only just for the millennial generation, but I think there is a, a deep dissatisfaction on public transportation or just transportation in general, particularly in comparison to many other countries. And, and do you see the state's role of, of promoting public transportation? That sounds like a good idea. Is it? Should there be other things that the state should be looking into as far as redesigning the car-centric world that we're in? Yes. It's about creating the environment and the infrastructure, and then people will follow, which is to say that we need to build the infrastructure in place and uh, making sure that we have efficient, effective modes of transportation so that individuals will use it. The reason why so many people are in the cars, particularly in my region in Silicon Valley, is because there is no effective, efficient way of public transport. And so that's where technology can come into play, which is, number one, what are some best practices in some other countries? And number two, how can the technology that we have at our disposal today help uh, update some of the modes of transportation that we have? It's obvious to everyone that if we could figure out a way to have fewer cars on the road, traffic wouldn't be as bad. What are the other benefits to not having such a car-centric planet? Well, the the environment, one. Efficiencies uh, could be another. Uh, and the effectiveness of individuals. Um, think about the transportation network companies who are utilizing the technology to carpool. In other words, you can identify a certain location that you want to get to, and if you pay for a, a lower fare, uh, that driver uh, may pick up another individual on the way, but you're all headed in the same direction. How is it that government has not been able to think of implementing similar technologies? We're the technology of the past, and so we must significantly reform uh, how we fundamentally offer modes of transportation in the state of California. Do you think that if we were able to decrease the amount of time we had to spend in our vehicles to get from point A to point B, it would result in an improved socialized uh, socialization among our community? We'd have more time to talk with our neighbors or meet with friends? Yes, most certainly. And take a look at how, again, other countries are doing it. This is technology. Frankly, this is technology of the past when you're talking about even high-speed rail. But yet there's such a resistance to these modes of transportation. But again, when you think about the traffic in the Bay Area and in Los Angeles, I know that people 
would be willing to, willing to pay the price uh, that is required for more efficient and effective use of their times. Do you think Lyft and other companies out of Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley, are they one of the partners that is necessary for us to reach this less car-centric community? Yes, they, they are playing a role. And they have the technologies in place to show us what they are capable of. And with the continued advancement of their technologies, there are opportunities to which we can replicate. We can replicate these technologies now with more customer service. In my area, there might be the public transport for seniors or those that are disabled. Well, could you not do the same thing on, on an app and identify where they are or why they might be late? Same thing with the taxi cabs. Uh, we could be doing the same thing on bus, bus routes. So yes, using technology will help fundamentally the advancement of uh, customer service. And with that in mind, let's listen to your conversation with John Zimmer, co-founder of Lyft. Hi, everyone. Evan Lowe here. I'm here with John Zimmer, president and co-founder of Lyft. John, thank you so very much for having me. Yeah, good to meet you. As millennials, uh, you are 33 yep. and I'm 34. Yeah. Transportation is such a difficult issue for us to get to and from our home yeah. uh, and to work. But tell me about some of the innovations that you've been doing here and why it's so important, particularly for millennials. Yeah, so it's actually the second highest household expense in the United States. So Americans spend $9,000 per vehicle every year to, to own and operate that vehicle in the United States. And they only use the car 4% of the time. So it's a, it's a big opportunity to create more efficiency, to save people money. And I think for, for millennials and for people that are just coming to age uh, to drive, it's a moment to, that you can actually decide in some major cities to not own a car or to get rid of your second car. Last year on Lyft, we had about 250,000 of our users get rid of their second car. And the bigger opportunity here for the state of California and the country is to think about our cities differently. Our cities have been designed for the car historically. Mm -hmm. LA is a kind of that, that great example of like so much traffic and such car culture, but all of California really. Um, but LA is paved over, the majority of LA is paved. And if we uh, complete the task, which we intend to do, which is provide a full alternative to car ownership, we can redesign our cities around people and not cars. And, th and that has major quality of life benefits. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it might be a generational issue? Uh, older generations might need to adapt to something <coughs> like this? Or do you think particularly with the younger generations, maybe that's something that we sort of adapt a little bit more readily? Yeah, I think you know, uh, our generation may, may be early adopters, mm -hmm. uh, and those even uh, younger than us that are coming to age uh, to get their license are actually waiting longer than, than our generation did, and, and many are never getting a car because now they have options like Lyft. Um, but there's more and more, I'd say, broadening of that um, demographic that's using Lyft. You know, one of the big uh, areas we're developing is healthcare rides. So for uh, you know, our grandparents mm -hmm. who no longer want to drive, or um, need to get to a medical appointment on time and can't rely on certain sure. types of transportation, uh, that's another big opportunity. Sure. I think it's also part of the role for the state and local entities to build the infrastructure in place to allow for many of these different technologies and the utility of the day-to-day -day lives that people um, do each and every day yeah. uh, when they get out. Yeah, in order to fully realize our vision, you know, our vision is to improve people's lives with the world's best transportation. Uh, and, and as I said, it's to kind of fully replace car ownership so our cities can be redesigned. In order to fully realize that, we need to partner with people like yourselves um, because there needs to be policies that uh, help eliminate traffic, that help bring on new technologies, that help change parking laws um, so that we get rid of some, some lots or reduce the number of roads so that we can you know, add more housing or 
parks. Mm -hmm. um, and so it will need to be a real partnership in order to, to get the most benefits. I think that's why it might be important to get younger people to be in public service, for example, to share the various perspectives about cost of living or the transportation needs that we might have, which might be different from various generations as well, too. Yeah, and there, there's, there's only maybe once every hundred years or so, at least um, you know, more recently, that you get to totally reinvent an infrastructure and totally reinvent how cities are built. And uh, yeah, that's the opportunity for someone who wants to get into to policy work sure. uh, to, to be a big part of that. Now, how are we doing in comparison with the state of California and the nation and maybe even globally? Uh, what are some things that we might be able to do to say, hmm, what are some other best practices in other countries and what are the, some of the unique challenges that we should be mindful of? Yeah, so the, the first cities we launched were in California, uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles. One, because we were here in San Francisco. Um, and two is because we were able to partner with the California Public Utilities Commission and create a new set of rules. Because this industry didn't exist previously, we wanted to work with uh, someone to create new rules that both protected public safety and created uh, a good type of innovation for, for the citizens of California. Um, we were able to do that here in California. So that was really positive. I think what um, California and other, other states um, should continue to look to do is uh, find ways to partner with companies that are being responsible and see how we can um, sync our timelines because we're moving quickly and because of the way rules have been written mm -hmm. for how cities, states, and the federal government need to be governed, sometimes those timelines become really difficult. So if, if, if you and others can help innovate to allow for cases when the right types of policies can be pushed more quickly with the right checks and balances, that, that'll be the tough balance, but I think that's, that's where um, things could move more quickly together. I think that is not to be lost on the point that you just made, which is the philosophy that you have with respect to engaging with in partnership uh, with the regulatory and with government and trying to solve these problems and finding the end need versus many oftentimes the case might be an adversarial role. Um, and that is oftentimes problematic. Was there something specific to you that you said, no, you know what, we need to work in partnership versus adversarial. This is, this is the regulatory agencies um, in which there are some other companies in other tech sectors might, might think differently. Yeah, I think it's my, my preference is to, to work with people, to bring people together. Uh, and uh, you know, I believe that we are not the complete part of the solution, but that government plus industry can, can create something way, way bigger. Um, so that's been the belief from the beginning, um, and, and it's proven out. I think uh, you know, we continue to grow our market share. We continue to gain new opportunities because of building respectful relationships. It's kind of obvious stuff, um, but it doesn't always work. There's sometimes there are some, some governments that have you know, pushed back on us for reasons that we didn't you know, think were right or fair. Sure. And, and what we did in those cases was we, we stated our case. We mm -hmm. said, here's all, you know, if you're trying to protect public safety, here's all the things we do for public safety. Um, and in many cases, they were above what they were requiring of other forms of transportation. Um, and so it's, it's about having an open dialogue and, uh, and, and working to find a good balance. Sure. Um, you mentioned sort of about market share. Uh, I understand that the company's valuation is close to $11 billion now. Did you ever think that or imagine that the, the work that you've done in uh, putting your time into this could ever reach that magnitude? I never... I don't think I really thought about it in, in that way. Uh, I don't know that I ever imagined it, it to be you know, that large right. from a monetary perspective. Um, we, we really think about the, the mission that we have 
to improve people's lives mm -hmm. through, through this service. And we are measuring ourselves for sure on you know, the number of rides we do or the financial performance of the business. But every time we do that with the company, we talk about the you know, social, economic, and environmental mm -hmm. impact that that number of rides can have on, on a community. So that's, that's what we're really excited about and that, that's what we're fighting for. Well, you talked about the societal impact and the sort of corporate philosophy about being engaged in the community as well too. Mm -hmm. Did that come naturally because of your upbringing? Is it something that you just believed in by leading by example? Where did that come from? Yeah, I, I, would, yeah, I would probably credit uh, my parents um, uh, for, for some of that or, or much of that. Um, my background's in hospitality. Um, and so I studied that in school, and to me, it's both obvious um, and important and also good for business to take care of the people or the community that allows you to do what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, in our case, uh, that's our employees, that's our uh, drivers, and that's our passengers. Sure. And then so in, with that regard, th with this responsibility uh, becomes some unique challenges. Yeah. I know that as young people, oftentimes uh, individuals may question our length of experience mm -hmm. and therefore we don't have the right judgment. Yeah. I know I've experienced that myself as, yeah, a, as a young public official. I, help me understand when you talk to venture capitalists and other individuals yeah. in the market, is that a unique challenge and how do you overcome some of those things? Yeah, I mean, I think it just took time. I mean, some people think, oh, um, you know, what we've done is kind of happened overnight with Lyft. Mm -hmm. uh, Lyft is five and a half years old, but uh, my co-founder and I have been working on this with this amazing team for 10 years. Um, and so it, it took a lot, of, a lot of effort, a lot of people saying no, a lot of people saying we were too young, a lot of people saying we were crazy. Um, to, but, but, but staying focused on the mission and the people um, and not letting too many distractions get in our way uh, has been really helpful. Very good. Now, how about the future of Lyft with respect to autonomous vehicles yeah. and the trajectory and sort of leading the way? Yeah. Oftentimes, I see the company, for example, helping government to write rules and regulations for consumer protection, but also the utility of the day-to-day -day lives, yeah. and you helping to kind of guide us in that direction. Yeah. Can you give us a sense of the future and your, from your vantage point? Yeah, so I think, um, I would guess we're aligned with most governments that safety is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And so any, any new technology needs to take care of the people that are using it. This is obvious, um, but that should be kind of the basis for, for bringing something new on board. Um, but then if, if we can create a positive uh, economic, environmental, and social change, uh, for example, through autonomous vehicles, uh, in addition to the type of rides we already give, um, then that, that's something we can do, we mm -hmm. should do. And, and that's something that's gonna start happening pretty soon. Very good. Yeah. Now, one final qu question yeah. uh, with respect to individuals thinking and watching your story. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of just a, such a, a dream, an aspirational goal. Uh, what piece, one piece of advice would you give uh, to someone as they are trying to get into the working world and saying, wow, this is a true success story in which you can make sure that the financial business model can also be supportive of the wider ecosystem of societal change? Yeah. What, would you, what was the one piece of advice that you would give to an individual? I would say, you know, be passionate about what you're working on. Um, I think a lot of people um, uh, do something either for, for a monetary reason uh, or because it looks good on a resume. And mm -hmm. I understand like at certain times in your career uh, or, or you're given your life situations, you may, you may need to do that mm -hmm. and that makes complete sense. But if you're, if you're in an opportunity where you can think freely on what you wanna do, uh, be really passionate about the work you're doing. Um, because as you hit challenges along the way, which mm -hmm. you will in any position, 
Um, you need to be able to push through those. And if you care deeply about what you're working on, you will. Very good. Yeah. Well, you've heard it from uh, John himself, president and co-founder of Lyft. Thanks so very much for providing some words of wisdom. Yeah, thank you. And we're back with Assemblymember Evan Lowe. One last question for you. Should the rest of the nation look west to California as a model for the future of transportation? Well, frankly, I would say we can look at other countries uh, to look at some best practices on efficient, effective use of transportation and public transportation. Having said that, domestically, it is California that leads the way with respect to technology. So we must uh, continue to be diligent and focus on utilizing the resources that we have at our disposal to continue to ensure that we are headed in that right direction. But we must significantly reform many of the different things that we have in place now to get us to where we need to be. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Look West. Thanks for listening.